I have no idea what you said. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but I think it's enough. Yeah, what what is let it? Let me translate that in, into yeah, let me translate it into English. Hi, uh my name is Mukhlisa. I am 33 years old. I'm going to be 34 next month. I am from Tajikistan. It's a very small country uh in Central Asia, uh next to China. Um Well, it borders with China, Uzbekistan, Afghanistan, and Kyrgyzstan. Uh, I teach English here in my hometown, and I'm, I have a son. His name's Ibrahim. He's in grade seven. He loves cars, and we usually go uh, go for a walk together. I love reading in my free time, and I like sleeping also. Because most of the time when I'm working, I don't have enough time for sleep, so that's why. <laughs> We meet my friend Alisa to learn all about the place she calls home. The times I spent in and around there were some of the most memorable times I've had traveling. I'm so lucky to get her on the show and I can't wait to share her stories, knowledge and culture with you all. So let's get into it. Known for its majestic mountains and its crystal clear lakes and more mountains and more lakes, it's Tajikistan. How was that introduction? Uh, it's fine. I, I well, thought... I've never done this kind of things before, so I don't know how which which way goes goes the best. Mm, I, I don't know. I just I just thought about mountains, mountains, lakes, lakes, mountains, mountains. Yeah, right? rivers, lakes, and I would I would I would also I would also add something like uh, friendly people because we are. I don't know if you have noticed that, like not only us, us, but these Central Asian countries, they are so hospitable, and they, they whenever you're you're walking the streets and you don't you don't have any place to to stay in to spend time, 
you can knock any door and you can can i stay in, in uh, can i spend a time here I, i'm just this, like i i am a foreigner and whoever you knock on their door they welcome you to stay to be their guest so yeah yeah exactly i experienced that throughout my times in central asia especially in tajikistan yourself mm. and your friends were some of the most hospitable people that i have ever met traveling Mm. I mean, I should let our listeners know that I had traveled from the west of Uzbekistan through the east, over the deserts, and over the border into Tajikistan. And seeing your face and your friend Shurat's face uh, was such a relief. And I can only apologize for how bad I smelled. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember my scruffy self arriving, my smelly self arriving across the border? Well, you know, when, when after a time, after a while, usually bad things go away. Only good memories, good things uh, stays in our mind, remains in our mind. So I think I have forgotten about that smelly stuff. That smelly part of yours. <laughs> Okay, where in the world are you, Alisa? You mentioned Tajikistan. Where is the place that you call home? Yep. Uh, uh, my home city is called Khujand. That's K-A-K-A-J-A-N-D, Khujand. And it's in the northern part of uh, our country. So it's a small city with a population about 350,000 people. But it's it's one of the best city I I guess well I'm not, I don't guess I, I'm sure about that. It's <laughs> one of the best cities here in our country. Whoever comes to visit um, the uh, the city or my uh, my city, they mention about this. Here people are way nicer than the people in the other parts of your country. And I say, well, I know that. Yeah, this is. <laughs> Uh, and they and they're like yes it's true and I said well I am I am a I am a representative of my of the people of my country and they say like yes yes that's so true and yeah yeah I totally agree I think that's very true I remember when mm -hmm. um, we walked around the city and the markets I was just amazed at how many people were coming up to you to say hello, um, to talk to you, I found it incredible. And uh... yeah, well, most of the people, most, well, we, we, we not, well, there are not too many people around here, right? Okay. And whenever, whenever you go, uh, you go out uh, for a walk or whenever you go out, you see people and most of the time we know each other, right? And whoever comes to say hello to me, it's not only because they know me, uh, it's kind of our, how, how to say, uh, of a tradition or this is our custom or how, 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 how well, this is, this is what we, we this is what uh, we were brought up to. Uh, mm. And beside that, 
people come to say hello to me not because they know me or not this is the way of our living. It's just because I have some foreigners, you know, I mean, some stranger that they didn't see before. Sure. And they want to, to make friends or they want to get to know the new one as well. It's like, it's not like, I don't care who is going or who is walking <laughs> around. I, the people in Fujian are not that at all. So they do care. Sometimes I wonder if, uh, if the foreigners or like tourists think that it, it uh, might think, might think that is it like it's kind of something like a uh, curiosity but it's not it's just of uh, hospitality yeah exactly yeah. exactly uh, I, yeah. I can't describe it myself the whole time i was there i just i felt so looked after yeah <laughs> of course we can't get to know the whole of Tajikistan. It's about the place that you call home and the places that you know and love in your own country. Can you share a little bit about Hujand, um, the landscape, its history, and what it was like growing up there? Uh, yeah, well, if we look back to the history, uh, Hujan has has a long, a very long history. The background, right? Uh, it's uh, it's the the city is two thousand five hundred years old. I guess more than that. And wow. this is how, how this is what people say, and this is what written in the in the books, the historical books, the how Hujan was formed. They say that there were like. You know about caravans, yeah? Pardon? Like very, very caravans. Like very, very old time businessmen yes. who trade, yeah? Salesmen who were so, who so were traveling. Yeah, yeah, who were traveling by camel, stopping somewhere. Like they did some business and stuff like that, okay? And there were people who, who showed their art, who, who brought their art, who brought their handcraft and stuff like that. And they were selling they were buying okay um hujan uh, in hujan there were four masters who were who were really really good at their art and whenever these uh, businessmen come from another part from another cities or from another countries they went to the markets they sell their products and all those businessmen like traders they will call they call these four masters very good masters like the, it, it is like kind of translated version uh, in our language it is it is hub that means good hub jam means a society of good people good people means all these four masters beside them all the other people so get together to sell their products or to buy something from these traders salesmen and this is how those salesmen called the people in the the area uh Hubjang. and after uh after after a while the alexander the great came to invade the place i mean and then he called uh, the place Eskata, that means the northern part of his uh empire 
yeah, this is another kind of let, let me say another another um variant of uh, the history or of my, how our uh, city were was formed. But there is another there is another mention. Uh, it is called like uh, people before before Alexander the Great came to my city to invade. Uh, the city was also called Vakante. That means. In in very very old language of soaked people, um, who lived here, Khwakanta uh, means Khwa is the sun. It's very old language. Okay, this this language is does not exist anymore. Khwa uh, means Khwa uh, means the sun, and Kant means um, the city, like Toshkant, Samarkand, Kökant. These three cities in Uzbekistan, I guess you know. So that. Kant means the city. So Hwa is the sun, Kant is the city. It means the city of the sun. As Hujan was a sunny, warm uh, city, people called it Hwa Kant. And Tashkant or Tashkent, again, Tosh is the stone, Kant or Kent is the city. Since Tashkent was a very stony or rocky city, people called it Tashkent. Or Toshkant. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, after, after a while, people... Uh, so, uh, you know, people like shorten things, shorten words, shorten everything in their language. yeah. Yeah, abbreviations. So, Khwakant and Khubjam, they were mixed and people started calling these two names and after a while, they started calling it Hujam. That is yeah, so absolutely this is, fascinating. This is, yeah, this is this is uh, why we have the name Hujam. It it has a very very long history. And what was it like? Can you share just a little bit of what it was like to grow up in Hujam? Uh, well, um, since I was I was born in a very very late time of Soviet Union, just before just before it collapsed. Uh, my childhood was a little bit how to say, a little bit difficult in what way? In it's not about the family way, in it's in in a, in a way of how uh, the country was, the situation of the country was, how yeah. the economic uh, economic part of the country situation the country was. It, mm. Uh, people were like a lot of people were hungry. The factories, the planes didn't work at all after the Soviet Union collapsed. Yeah, and there was a civil war even in the capital city, and most of the men were sent there, and the food, most of the things were sent to the to the war, and it was like it was it was like a chaos. And my very early childhood was a little bit difficult. I remember, like, I remember uh, we were waiting for our for for my dad to bring some food for us. It, it's crazy, but we we still grow food in our orchard, but we didn't grow bread. Okay, so we didn't have bread, and we were, I remember we were waiting for for our dad to bring some bread or some sausages, some cheese, and since my dad was very he has a he has a car and he had some business at that time 
it was not that much big. He he didn't earn that much much that much money, but still he had some money. So we didn't we weren't hungry too much. But I remember there were days where where we were waiting in a line to get some oil, to get some bread from the supermarkets, and there were um it even uh it was winter i remember i went to the supermarket with my grandma and the the supermarket store was closed and there were like hundreds of people staying in the line waiting for the oil for the rice for the flour and and i i'm i my goodness it's so i don't know it's it's the scenery when i remember it's so horrifying uh my early childhood was this way and then uh after, and then i went to school uh even the first grade the second grade was the the economical part of the uh, situation of my country was still not stable mm-hmm. and then and then and then it got better day by day uh this this is this this the part that i really don't like about my childhood uh but besides that my childhood was like it was amazing i had a lot of friends there were russians in our in our neighborhood um we were we we played a lot with them and there were uh german german uh, neighbors wow but after the war yeah we had german neighbors as well and russians and german a lot of them of them but Unfortunately, most of them left the country due to the this um, relation or attitude. They were looking at those people like non-Tajik citizenship or non-Tajik people. They were looking, they were treating them not not right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, but since I didn't grow up in the city, I grew up in the village. Uh, village life was was I think I had the best childhood in my in my in my my life i mean it was really good and what about the development since the civil war since the 90s how has that been you know you know uh, yeah the development it's like if you look at it just from us from a side you you may notice that the development is growing fast and it's uh, like people are doing good the um the political uh, situation is good everyone is like happy blah 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 but when you look at how the country is growing or how the country is developing deeply you may notice that a lot of people are suffering I'm not complaining that my country my country is is a bad place to live or people still we Tajik are so satisfying people. Whatever comes to our to our life, we accept it and we we try to to we try how to say, um I don't know the right word in English, but we try to cope with it. Okay. okay. Yeah, we Tajik people they don't complain about life too much. So maybe because of that, uh, whatever go- government says or tells us to do or like uh, adopt or 
brings to law, people just agree with that. They don't they don't say no or they don't they don't uh, disagree with anything that government does. And there are a lot of things that may could be changed for the better way, but they don't. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, from that time to this time, uh, the, our country, people in our country are divided into parts, the old generation and the younger generation. The old generation still want to go back to Soviet time, but yeah. the young ones, they, they are happy to be, uh, to live in this kind of country in this kind of um, political situation. Mm. Um, yeah, since since the, after the uh, Soviet, Un Soviet, Soviet Union collapsed, uh, everything was like stuck, right? There was nothing working, but still the government could manage somehow to bring things back to normal. And they are, another thing is we have the same the same president for our whole uh, lifetime and maybe because of that i don't know there's, there's so much things to say but so the development it could be better but it's still okay <laughs> Am I right in saying that you worked as a tour guide in Hujant? Yeah, I used to work uh, before, before yeah. I moved to China. Uh, after, after, after this pandemic, I don't think like I, I saw any tourists <laughs> at all. Like even if when things are back to normal, people still, maybe there are some, but not a lot. And <laughs> I'm not working as a tour guide anymore. So that, that was my point. I might be the first tourist to arrive in Hujand after the pandemic. <laughs> right. I, would, I would be happy to see you again. Next time, this time, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm definitely going to accompany you all the way down the south, to the east, to the north, to the west of, of my country. Rahmat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Take us on a tour of Hujand. Okay. What should we see? Well, um, first of all, you whoever comes to Hujand, I would recommend go and see other markets, bazaars, right? uh, oh, yeah. the biggest bazaar in the whole Central Asia. Wow. Uh, I remember. You can see, we yeah, there, you right? can see, like, I mean, I mean, you can find there almost everything. Like it's a huge one. It's a huge market, and you can see all the contrasts, like like rich people, poor people. Not even poor poor. We don't have too many poor people. People like medium class, rich class, and you can find things. You can buy things, good quality, medium quality, like. Um, organic stuff, uh, exported, imported, everything. Uh, this, this is the real life that most of the people have uh, in my city. Um, sure. I think at that market yeah. we went to, there's spices and there's vegetables that 
I never knew existed. Like you, you, it's a mix of everything. You yeah. can find vegetables, fruits, spices, like furniture, uh, dry fruit. Yeah, <laughs> furniture, clothes, makeup. Like, like I'm telling you, everything. Even you can buy from the from that market. Uh, animals like pets, domestic animals like rabbits and wow. chicken. My goodness, <laughs> uh, sheep, goats. You, uh, we didn't walk all, uh, all the, all the market. We just walk in the, uh, in the, in the place oh, really? inside the market where they, yeah, where they just sell spices, bread, fruit, like food. But we didn't go and we didn't walk to the places where they buy clothes, uh, where they sell clothes or animals or oh, stuff wow. like that, even plants. I uh, never knew birds. it was bigger. <laughs> oh my goodness it is it's like a way bigger and I, uh yeah uh, and just next to the in front of the market there is the uh, square uh, Sheikh Maslehadin square there's a, there's a mosque and a mausoleum in it um anyone who comes to visit the city they go to visit this place these two places and they go to our museum. I would recommend to go to our museum and see the things and the, to know more about the history of the city. And most of them do visit the river, the only river that we have, Sirdaria, uh, that means a uh, river of secrets. Um, also, um, there are some ancient buildings uh, uh there is a, there is also a tree very old one which is very close to our to this market Fanshambe. people go there and watch the tree um uh, a tree and also yeah a tree there's a very old one people call people say that that tree is from the time of Chinggis Khan when the okay. Chinggis Khan you know Chinggis Khan right yeah, he's not. It's it's not the first time he's been mentioned in this podcast. It seems like he was everywhere. Oh my goodness, he did, he, he he definitely was. I guess the the <laughs> the one of the pr approval that he was in my city is that uh, when you go down the south or when you go to the Pamirs, you see people with very um, I'd say let me circle shape eyes. Mm -hmm. Okay, black eyes, so-called shape. But people in my city, like in my region, like that's called salt region, they kind of have this kind of Asian shape of eyes. And people could say that uh, this is uh, this is <laughs> how to say this is kind of approval that Chinggis Khan was here. People people say, oh, why we differ when 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 thousand people say uh, why do you have this kind of shape shape of eyes and people people in my in my city or in my region they say oh we are the resties of Genghis Khan you know he was yeah. here so our women were like kind of okay with having them as their blah 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 and <laughs> and you know the newborn babies were like this <laughs> Yeah, we've been to the mosque, we've been to the market, we've been to the square, the tree, mm -hmm. the lake, the museum. 
what about uh, the rest of Tajikistan? We talked about the Panmir. Is there anywhere else that you'd recommend uh, for anybody visiting Tajikistan? Yeah, uh, like in my city, there is also um, a palace. It is called Arbop Palace, which was built during the Soviet time. I remember. Uh, so the leader, the leader of the village were asking the government to give some money, like to, uh, but they... The, the government refused to pay any money because the budget was too high, okay? It was too expensive. <laughs> and then since the, the since the leader was the very wise man, clever man, and he was really uh, generous and kind to people, uh, people didn't want for him to be disappointed. And they were like, they had a meeting, they were like, why don't we, why don't we build the palace ourselves? Like, we can do it. Uh, wow. We have all the... Yeah, all the right people, uh, all the people that we need to build the palace. We have masters, we have all the goods, all the things. And during eight years, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, they built the palace, like the local people with no help from the government side. They built the yeah. palace by themselves. And it was such a such a beautiful one, like like gorgeous, like very huge one, enormous at that time of uh, for the buildings of that time it is and, and it still it still is it's still there's yeah it's still there and right now it's one of the best tourist attraction if of our city uh, you, when the president well, and the other president was actually elected in this palace ah, in okay. that a chaotic time when when the capital city and all the other cities in the south were really dangerous not not home there was there was it there was a war going on and there wasn't any place for the for the government stuff to get to get to to have a meeting and all they came to the north uh to the north to us to huja and they had a kind of um a meeting here and election and the president was elected and all the all these government meetings were actually held in that palace was that throughout the 90s? Yeah, yeah, in 1992. Wow. To 1994. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, it's such a beautiful place. And I remember there's a picture of you and I um, walking around the palace as well, sitting in a yeah. traditional house. Houses, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This, this, that, those things are like were actually... Uh, the real one from from uh, from the twentieth century. Right now, we don't have that kind of houses anymore. People are so keen of building European style of houses sure. in the cities city centers. Yeah. And my my city is like changing year by year. You know, if you go to the countryside, like to the villages, you can still have people. Even in my in my right the room that I am sitting right now uh, has the paintings and decoration of very very early time when my when my grandparents moved here, and they used all that paintings and you know it doesn't go away the paintings it's the room is almost let me guess it's uh six no seventy with something almost eighty years but the painting was still like. It looks very natural. Yeah. It's something I wanted to delve into. 
the living situation or traditional living situation in Tajikistan, there tends to be a fireplace in the center of the room. Is that right? Um, uh, actually, it's not a fireplace, but maybe you can call it a fireplace, but it, it's more like um, a place where you... Right. Okay. It's not a fireplace because fireplace <laughs> in the U. It's like uh, if you look at the fireplace in the Western countries, it's quite different that the from our fireplaces. Sure. Yeah. Yes. There is. Uh, there is a hole just in the center of the rooms in the very traditional rooms nowadays. Yeah. They don't have that. But in, in my in my home in my house there are two actually. But nobody, nobody knows because uh, whenever, like, it's, you know, it's still, my, my parents, they they still want to keep something from our grandparents, okay? They don't yeah. want to, for us to completely forget uh, our backgrounds. And they still want to keep everything that my our grandparents valued, whatever. So, yes, there is a fireplace just in the middle of the rooms um, for us to... Uh, to be born during the winter time. The winters are so severe here. The wind is so f strong. And and we cover the fireplace with a blanket. This is yeah. how uh, it differs from your, from your fireplaces. You don't cover your fireplaces with anything, right? It's just in the, in the, in the walls. But for yes, us, no. we, yeah, we put some, some bench on the fireplace. And then we cover the fireplace with um, with a blanket, and we put our our feet inside, and our, uh, our and sometimes people sleep in the fireplace, like with their feet inside the fireplace, but their body out of the, yeah. And wow, and that's it's people, absolutely beautiful. People call it yeah. People call it like if your feet are warm, your whole body is warm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember I used to sleep in the fireplace whenever I visited my grandma, and it was the best place in in the whole house. My grandma has a very very big house, a huge one, and we I remember we were so we were running all around the house with lots of trees. Uh, the orchard was amazing. You could find everything there, and in winter. Since the house was too big, we didn't want to play outside. We the only thing that we really wanted just to keep our feet inside the fireplace and be warm. And I I listened to my grandma telling us fairy tales, uh, like stories about the princess, about the prince, good people, bad people. Yeah, amazing. Take us home for a meal. What is there to eat and what is there to drink? Uh, if I take you home for a meal, you would never want to leave it. <laughs> yeah. How come? Oh, Tajik people love cooking. Yeah, they I do. <laughs> so uh, we have we have a lot of traditional foods. Uh, 
Do you remember any of the food that you have tried here? I do. And there's one mm. that, that there's, there's, there's a fierce competition that is almost a war. It's about plov. Yes. Who has yeah. the best plov? You ask Uzbekis, they'll tell you that the plov in Tajikistan is the worst at plov that you'll ever have. But the Tajikis will tell you that it's the best plov. <laughs> <laughs> it's just jealousy. It is. What 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 is plov yeah. for their the, for, for when, our listeners? You know, you know, you know, you uh, know when people when good when when people are good at something, they always try to find the competitor's mistake That's and right. they bring it out and they yeah and they tell their 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 best. They right. So this is the same for for other for other countries as well. So I I would probably say Uzbekis Uzbeki people like Uzbeki. Plov is also nice. I I have no nothing against it, but it's you know Tajiki and Uzbeki they in general it's the same like plov. Yeah. But the way is cooking is different. This uh -huh. is uh, Uzbeki Uzbekistan people. They say Uzbek people think that the way of cooking of their plov is better than us than ours. Uh, other people think that uh, the way of how we make plov is better than how Uzbeki people do. So it's sure. when they say that our plof is better is actually not the plof, but the way of cooking is, you know. For our listeners, can you describe what is plof? Um, plof is our national food, which is uh, made with vegetables, fried vegetables, meat and rice. And, and people love eating it for dinner. And actually delicious. people yeah, and it it's even a tradition like to cook plov for dinner twice a week on Sunday night and on Thursday night. Wow. Yeah, like uh most of the people, like I would say eighty percent of people of the families, you go there on on Thursday or on Sunday night. Um, the next day is Monday and the next day is Friday, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, they have plof for dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's amazing, right? Great day. Because it's a very hot meal. You yeah. don't recommend it for dinner, but people still go and cook it. And I remember we... You, I, and um, Shurat, we went yes, to eat it. Yes, we went to with... Plof Center, yeah. And uh, we eat it with our hands. Yes, and people eat it with hands. Um, Delicious. There are people who to try it with, who, who eat it with uh, spoons as well, but the, the, um, the traditional way to eat Plof is by your, with your hands. And also... There is no parties. There is no, 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 absolutely no parties without cloth. Whenever you have party, you have cloth, you know, all the gatherings, all the parties, all the, everything. They have cloth. Even, even, even men, they get together like friends. Like, I mean, cl classmates, course mates, even neighbors, they get together. They have like once a month, they have cloth, cloth time. 
they go to some restaurants, they order plov, they have plov, they uh, they talk about life and stuff like that. They meet and they have plov. Even if there is, a, even, even there is a kind of, it, it's kind of, uh, it's not a party, but kind of gathering. Like they call it gap. That is meeting, man meeting. And they have plov and, and they talk. No talks, like no gatherings is good without plov. Bread is such a big part of Tajiki yeah. culture. Um, yeah. I forgot what we call the, the round pieces of bread. Noon. 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 Not non. Yeah, non. Ne non. Ne, yeah, no. Or Absolutely. we can also say non bread. And I, I, I watched um, non bread get um, being baked in Uzbekistan. And everywhere mm. you went in Tajikistan, it was it was there on the dinner table too. Yeah, it's the dearest thing for us Tajik people, and not only for us, for for Uzbek people as well. Mm. We very value. We we you know we even respect it. Mm. We don't throw it in the bins. We never throw it in the bin, or just uh, it's not right. We don't we don't do that. Okay. Yeah very respected thing well why some foreigners ask why you you don't throw away the 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 bread which is okay which is spoiled let's say or which is not 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 good for eating anymore and i think it's since since tajik people had suffered a lot hunger yeah and the times they didn't have bread and the time that when they when they were waiting in the line to get some piece of bread yeah since they had uh passed all these things this situation this this time and they they know the value of the bread of the things and uh they don't take it for granted you know that's that's uh, certainly the feeling i got when i was there um yeah, none was very very special and plov as well. We are we are, we we are so we treat none like a human being, you know. <laughs> we respect I love it. it. I love it. Yeah, we don't we don't throw it. Even we don't throw it. You know, we don't put it on the floor or on the ground. We we put it on the table on the mm. not even not even naked table. You know, the table has to be a tablecloth on it, and yeah. then we put bread on it. Wow. And people even don't we we treat our children, we bring up our children, eat bread with the washed with the cleaned hands. Yeah. This is how we treat bread. While we are eating the best plov in the world from Tajikistan and we have non on the table, what music would you like our listeners to listen to? Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's the most difficult question you could ask me. People, Tajik people are so keen of music. Whenever they, oh my goodness, you can hear <laughs> any music, you know, any, any music while you're eating. You, you, you listen to music when you are in the public transport. You listen to music when you are, when you're shopping in the shops, they, they play music. You hear music whenever you are in the restaurants or in the cafes with friends having drinks, even, even when you are in a pub, like 
eating some, uh, drinking some alcohol, you still hear music. Whenever you are in the park, you hear, you hear music. I don't know. There isn't any place where there isn't music beside the beside the deserts or I don't know the forest when they <laughs> when they have when they when they have no no CDs or microphone. I mean I mean the CD players or oh, radios no. or stuff like Even that. Even in yeah. Yagnov Valley, they still had the sitar and the drum, and they would sing all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tajik people are so so you know music and singing. They love music. We love music. Even our kids, they love music. Uh, you know, people, all the generation, old and young, they listen to music. Even if they don't, they don't. They, even if they don't listen on the radio or on the TV, they still have music on their phones and they uh, they listen to it whenever they they feel like listening to. So there isn't any. How to say? There isn't any specific. Uh, song or music which you listen while you're eating loaf or bread. You can listen to any national uh, traditional songs music while you're eating. And they even there is a there is a saying even loaf with bread and some good and some guitar or like dutar singing of dutar music dutar music. It's something. It, this is a musical instrument very close to 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 the guitar, but it's not guitar. Uh, so visit songs or visit music goes best, or they say, uh, cloth and music are such a good, uh, it's, it's a good match, something like that. Yeah, I remember my grandma was saying, uh, the 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 process in your stomach when you eat. I don't know how to say that. Oh, sorry for my English. Digestion. The, yeah, digestion. Yeah, digestion. My I remember my grandmother used to say that when you are eating plov, like I said earlier, we eat plov for dinner, which is not though it is not recommended to eat for dinner because it's a hard food, all right, hard meal. And I remember my grandma saying, the digestion goes really well when it listens to some music. So while you're eating, please play some music and eat while you're eating. So you won't you won't suffer at night.
have Plov, we have the music. What are we missing? Tea. I think I think we love tea more than English. Green tea and black tea. Old generation love green tea and young one black tea. Not 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 that young, young, young. Okay. Teenagers they don't drink they don't drink uh e like they don't drink tea. I mean they drink cold tea but not hot tea. But the old generation, oh my goodness. It doesn't matter winter, summer, spring, autumn, they go with very, very hot tea. Like Chinese people, they drink hot water the whole year. Tajik people, they drink hot tea the whole year. I think when I was with you in the square in Hujand, um, there was a vendor with a cart and he was literally pouring tea into a cup, like from the cart. It was. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah. that, was that sweet? And we, it's oh, quite sweet, we, right? Yes, yes. And we even have places like Cheikhana. People go there just to drink tea and talk. Like it's kind of in a if we if we look at the Western Western countries, it's like cafe. Instead mm -hmm. of cafes, where they go and have coffee, right? Yeah. They have Cheikhana where they go and have tea. But the difference between Western cafes and Tajik is for Kuchayakana, usually men go. None, no women go there. Right. It's a place just for men. Yeah. And if we look back at the at the history, like at the, the times before, uh, men used to go to Chekhana, uh, not women, never. And it's kind of discrimination towards the woman. So why why only men are supposed to, or can go to Jehana but not women? But women don't mind actually; they're okay with it. <laughs> that means they get their own free time. Uh, I suppose so, because <laughs> whenever they are, whenever their husbands or their or their fathers or their brothers or their grandparents grandfathers are away, they are like free at home, doing what they like, what they do. And you know, Tajikistan is a very conservative country. Men are very conservative. And whenever the men are at home, well, it is it is changing nowadays, but like but a little bit earlier, like early times, it was so so it was the same. Mm -hmm. Uh women aren't they don't they don't feel as free when as uh, as free as when they are, they are without men in the house. Right. When their men are inside, when their men are in in the house, they don't feel that freedom. Okay. Um, yeah. So that we have to look after other men. I mean, men. It means it, that just not our husband, our brothers, sons, father, grandfathers. Yeah. That brings me on to the question about opportunity and what the future holds for Tajikistan. Uh, there is a saying, future is bright. <laughs> that is our president loves saying that. He loves saying that. I don't know. It's like kind of <laughs> to 
manipulate us with something like be tolerant, be patient, be satisfying with everything that you have right now, blah, 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 blah whatever. But yeah, future is bright. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we don't we don't see our future that dull. Okay. Neither do I. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. So it your future is not on somebody's hand. Your future is not on your government's hand or on your parents' hand or on your friends or on your society. You make your future yourself. So that's actually a general question. But what I would say for what I say for our like for our nation, since I can see, I can notice the difference day by day. There yeah. is difference. It's not big, but there is difference. And one day our our kids, like our maybe not kids, but our grandsons, great grandsons, will live in a better life, in a better place, in a better situation. Are you ready for a, a quiz about Tajikistan? Uh, yeah, I am. Well, I, I'll do my best. It'll be easy, trust me. Okay. Tajikistan is located in Central Asia. Which mm. of the following countries does it not share a border with? China, okay. India, Afghanistan? China? It does. Border with China, um, Afghanistan. It does. Uzbekistan. It does. Kyrgyzstan. It does. But not in India. Nah. You are correct. It doesn't border. Yeah, it doesn't border with India. To the west. To the west. To the west and north. To the west and north. Uzbekistan. To some part of north and east. Uh, Kyrgyzstan and to the east. China. To the south. Uh, Afghanistan. The capital. And the largest city of Tajikistan is Dushanbe. Yeah. What day of the week does Dushanbe mean in the Tajik language? Does it mean Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Friday? Uh, definitely Monday. The busiest day of the week. So why it's called Dushanbe? I could say the history, but since it's a quiz that you're asking, I won't go with the history why it was called Dushanbe. Please, please, come on. Dushanbe, why it was called Dushanbe? Because the caravan, again, they you like we were we were talking about it in the earlier time. Yeah. Um, how how Pujan was formed, yeah. The caravan was the the caravan stopped and sell their goods for the people for the local people and they buy their goods from here and they go move on. So Dushanbe again, it was actually a very small village. But they had they had uh, bazaar uh, every every Monday and caravan with their uh, camels and stuff like that were stopping uh, at the at the market every Monday and there was there was a market so since that people started calling it Dushanbe Dushanbe so it's because of the um, of the 
of the bazaar that was held on every week of the Shambhe. This is why it's called the Shambhe. I guess you are really from Tajikistan. <laughs> oh. The name Tajikistan comes from the Persian language. But what yeah. does it mean? Our freedom, mountainous land, land of the Tajiks, or beloved country? Um, Tajikistan, if we separate it, it actually uh, has two meanings. Like, uh, Istan or Stan means the land, mm -hmm. and Tajik is the national, like nations that we, we are called. Uh, so that means the land of Tajiks. 100%. Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan is the same. <laughs> Istan is the land. And Tajik, why why we are called Tajik? Because from the ancient time, we believe that we are from, uh, I don't know how, how, how much it is true, but we believe that we are, uh, we are the tribe of people, the tribe from crowned people, like people with crown. Royal. And royal, yeah royalty and we call ourselves Oriyoi, Aryans. And Tajik means uh, people with crowns on their heads, like royal people. Taj means the crown, mean, yeah, Taj means the crown. Okay, Tajik, uh, which is Tajik in English, is a person, a man with a crown on the, on the head. And we think that we are member of royal royal tribe or royal nation or royal royal people or something yeah. like that thank you so much elisa um it's been fascinating learning all about tajikistan and Khujand. Mm -hmm. to end our episode do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners um actually like we have a lot I would say, but what I really like about this, my parents usually uh, say us or tell us, uh, it they they say good health is about wealth, which in Tajik translation means when you have health like good health, it's it's the best wealth that you have and nothing in the in the world can be compared with the health or with the healthy body and if you have the healthy healthy body and uh, the healthy mind uh, the healthy thoughts um you won't be suffering in life um everything uh you can go through everything um, having the health in your hands, your health in your hands. And when you're not when you are not healthy, nothing matters in life. Nothing, absolutely. Yeah. So we try to not lose our health. It's, uh, these days all the problem around, all this stuff going on in the world. Uh, people get stressed about it. Yeah. When you have trouble in your life, you get stressed and you damage your health. Mm -hmm. And 
people don't recommend it to to any to each other so whenever even if if i have for example if i have some troubles in life if i have some problems in life and i'm i'm depressed i'm i'm sad upset like you know desperate about it miserable and whoever i talk to or whoever sees me in this, this situation they say i'm down everything will pass and one day you'll be smiling but with this like with being miserable and desperate you would damage your health once you lose your health yeah. nothing else in the world matters so uh, your parents need you healthy your children need you healthy your friends need you healthy your co-workers your your i don't know your neighbor everyone needs you your country needs you healthy so yeah I would say, yeah, I would, I would think, I would think people do value their house here a lot. Thanks so much, Elisa. It's been such a pleasure, such a pleasure. Um, oh, thank you was, so much for spending time with me. Ah, uh, it was, uh, it was a pleasure for me too. Like, I would, I didn't know that I would enjoy this kind of talk so much. I should be. I should go and ask some of my friends who work in the radio to to interview me about about things like that. I you you made me, you bring me. You actually brought me some idea. I didn't. I I seriously didn't know that it would take me this long, and I would enjoy it this much. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome. Boy, boy, boy!